Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. Good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. That's right. This is going to be one of our first episodes for 2019. I actually took a week off. It was really exciting to not podcast. It might be almost two weeks off. It's kind of crazy since I released two shows a week. But ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is actually already have aired live on Facebook for Live the Fuel. And uh, we're hanging out with a multi-past guest co-host. I believe that's the title we can give him now. And uh, this gentleman is the founder of You Evolving Now. He and I have met through, I've lost track of how many networking circles and uh, I've been invited out to speak at one of his past events at a, at a university, and he and I have hung out in a Starbucks, which has been joked around my second or third <laughs> office. But without further ado, here in 2019, welcome back to the show, Andre Young. Uh, thank you so much, Scott, for having me, and thank you guys for taking some time out to listen. Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, it's a great opportunity for evolution. I love it. Evolution. And we were just joking around because... We're hanging out in his office at his home, and he's. I'm looking behind the camera here, and he's got this really nice double matted, uh, very nice job on the framing. By well, the way, it was way. a gift. It was a gift when I spoke. They, yeah, uh, they gave that. Oh, to they me. did all the matting they and everything. They did that for me. It was great. Okay, so yeah. shout out to Kutztown University because yeah. he's got a beautiful little uh, gift and award up there. It was funny because back in the day when I met Andre. He had so many organizations going on. He had Men Evolving Now and Women Evolving Now. And Young's Men Evolving Yes, now. you're the yeah, young man. I forgot yeah. about that one. And now, obviously, he's consolidated into a parent brand of You Evolving Now. And it's yeah. been that way for how long? Uh, it's been that way for about three years now. Wow, time and flies. Time does fly. And then being able, because I was just speaking with a woman yesterday who is, you know, doing her business, just took the leap and, you know, and solely doing that and self-employed. And I said, you know, when I first started off, I had these three things, but I only had one thing that I offered under each of those things. And mm. now under you evolving now, you know, focusing on employees and companies, focusing on university athletics, and yeah. then focusing on the individual. And now, now you have, have a services these, list. We have a services list. Yeah. And then with packaging and, you know, the importance of that packaging was everything. Just having somebody, you know, have a hard time saying no to you. Because everybody <laughs> has a different budget. Everybody has a different concern. So how do you start to fit who you are, what your service, and staying true to yourself, but also with what they need and what they can afford as well? Well, I mean, to be fair, you were trying to, and again, ladies and gentlemen, clearly we're going to be talking about some business today, but, uh, you know, don't, don't don't get me wrong here. Andre's a pretty buff guy. Uh, he also <laughs> understands the value of a healthy, fit lifestyle. Yes, That's why he and I get along so well with our brands. And uh, you you do need to live live the path as well. It helps uh, run the business. Uh, but but you were just trying to help multiple demographics, and I understood that because yeah. if I remember far enough back, you know your your wife, obviously strong, powerful young woman. Yes, so is. you were trying to impact her circle of influence as well as your own manly circle of influence, if you will. Mm -hmm. and, and then obviously you care a lot about youth uh, being a father. So, you know, being a father and being a former athlete, uh, you know, one of the reasons, because your why is as important as your what. So I always lead with my why. I always lead when I'm speaking with somebody who is asking for my services uh, or speaking engagements, you know, and I don't ever want to stop working with, uh, youth. Mm -hmm. Now I do have an age cutoff for me, you know, based <laughs> off of what I what I discuss. But I was an athlete for so long. I spent all that time in school, and I graduated college a better athlete and a little bit smarter. Mm -hmm. All those books around, you got to leave at least a little bit smarter. Yeah, you uh, know, if you read a few of my hope, I mean, that's what go, school's right? all that's about. That's what right? you're there for. Yeah. Uh, but I walked out of there, graduated, and I was not a better person. I wasn't a better, uh, you know, partner. Uh, I was not prepared to be a good husband. I wasn't prepared for life. Mm. Uh, but I was a better athlete, and I had more book smart, and uh, that was just unacceptable. So I said, not on my watch. I'll never stop doing things with university athletics. And now some high schools and school districts have asked for some of my services, and I said, I, I absolutely, you know, let's do that. That's an exciting time because I think a lot of a lot of schools haven't figured this out yet. Is that, you know. Thanks to things like social media, like, you know, Andre and I sharing each other's feeds and sharing each other's content because we're trying to get the right content out to the right people. Uh, I, I do feel better about the school systems, and it does seem like they're trying to catch on to it. Yes. And I will say, if I had to pick out one sector, 
it's athletics. Uh, I, I mean, shout out to Megan Cannon. She's a regular co-host on this show as a sports psychologist. She heavily works with school systems and universities because athletic performance, they're always looking to, you know, obviously push it to the next level. And if you look at Olympic training right now, everybody's now trying to copy what the Olympians are doing. Like, mm-hmm. you see the Olympians with their headphones on right before they're about to hit their, like, uh, ski racing, right? I'm a you former ski racer. see that at the high coach. schools now. Yeah, they're everybody's the high like, school's warm-ups. they're getting yep. into the mindset. <laughs> yep. They're getting into the mindset. Well, because, again, the the mind drives and the body follows. So yep. mindset yep. is everything. Back to your point on what and why. And it really comes down to, too, I said, you know, I find that as people, we get very singularly focused. Whether you're a negative mindset, whether you're a positive mindset, we tend to be very singularly focused on whatever that thing is. Mm -hmm. So as an athlete, so many athletes are singularly focused. As an employee, people can be very singularly focused at doing what's easiest for them that they enjoy doing, that they feel that they're good at. Sure. So, well, why aren't I getting ahead? Because we're so singularly focused on what we want to do, what we feel like we deserve or what's easiest for us or what we've been trained to. Yeah. Instead of sitting back and saying, wait, how do we marry that? Hmm. What we want to do, how we want to improve with what our company needs, with what our partner needs, right. with what our kids may need. And how do we now marry that? Hmm. So it's just I, I look at that and, you know, employees working with employees are so. I'm not sure what's beeping, but something's beeping. We're in his very high tech office, ladies and gentlemen. That, if you're I've hearing some beeping, me, we don't know what beeping is going on. That's <laughs> uh, that's fun. Yeah, that is different. Is it your phone? No, no, it's not my phone. I think it's my. Computer. We're hearing phantom beeping yeah, in his office. So this is it. the challenge of going live. <laughs> I like to keep it real because I was like, I thought I was hearing something for no, a second. No, that that was. Uh, but from an employee standpoint too, I, I work with so many people, and we talk about evolving mm-hmm. in your four Ps. If you can start living your best life as a person, a partner, a parent, and professional, and we have programs to do that, I have so many people so singularly focused on being a good worker. Mm-hmm. And just because you're great at work doesn't mean you're the greatest person in the world. No. Nope. Because you could be, be a CEO, vice president, be making all this money and go home to a crappy life, yeah. crappy lifestyle, crappy home, don't even want to go home. You could be literally leaving a six-figure job and stopping at a Burger King, eating fast food, then going home. And then sitting in your driveway because you don't want to go home. Exactly. And you then know? you're afraid to be with your family because you don't know how to be a better father or a parent or whatever. Right. I mean, this is all real world stuff. Right. Or you're sitting and you're great at home, but yet you're coming into the workplace where. So people talk about work life balance. Companies say it all the time. There's a big trigger word there. Mm. My thing from you evolving now is great. Then let's prove it. Because most of the trainings that you're going to send your staff, your employees, your management, your leadership team is all about how to impact their bottom line with hard skills to be a better employee or sales or whatever it is. True. You know, and that stuff is necessary. You to be successful. You got to know your craft. Yep. Not saying anything bad about that. But that same person, if they're mentally not right because their relationship isn't right or home isn't right and uh, their their parental part isn't right. They become distractions, yeah. Yeah, I tell most employees, you ever uh, have somebody coming in who's going through a divorce or breakup? Oh, oof. They're yeah. like a zombie. They're there, I, I but they're to, not there. So I, I used to ma- I used to manage teams in the call center world, and well, and then we became coaches. So we really tried to focus on coaching, developing, and you know improving our employees, but trying to give them a better future in the company, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you when you have like twenty people on your team, mm-hmm. or thirty people on your team, or maybe the other coach is out sick, and you're managing two twenty four, you know, twenty person teams. Yeah. You find out real fast if you care. And if you're listening and you're paying That's attention, part what you said. If, if you, you got care, care enough, yep. you can tell when people are off. Yep. And it takes a caring person to at least listen. You don't have to pry into their personal life, mm-hmm. but sometimes all it takes is a caring little poke or right. inquiry. Say, hey, is everything all right? Right. You know? And I tell you what, I've I've gone to some companies where they have a fear of doing that because, well, that's going to get too personal. I don't want to tell you what to do when that comes back. It's HR. And then I had someone say, well, how is this not like an EAP program? I said, oh, well, that's easy because I was a mental health therapist for 19 years. Mm -hmm. I have nothing bad to say about the profession. It's It's a needed thing if people are willing and ready to do that. Yes. It also comes with a stigma. Something's wrong with me. I got to sit in a waiting room. They feel like they'll look at as weak. Yeah. Exactly. Is I don't it, want is, people to see me here. Am I, am I no longer going to be eligible for that p- promotion that I'm going for? Right. right. And it's like, no, it's like, this is about getting you the help you deserve and that you need. And if a company has taken the time 
to implement those those offerings. Mm-hmm. Um, it should never be portrayed that way. And I remember when EAP became mm-hmm. a thing, and this is back early 2000s when I started getting involved with it. I mean, when did EAP for you, I mean, is it, oh, is man, it that old been, now? It's been, I've known about EAP since I was an employee I'm thinking 2003, to start with. 2000. So. Okay, yeah, there 2000 you go. for me, yeah. Yeah, early 2000s, there you go. So, so is but it still called EA- that? I believe so. It is because that's what when I go in and say it's not like that, that's what they call it. Uh, But they're also going to go back. And I said, this is not therapy. Hmm. This is starting from now, action oriented. And when we have our evolve and lead program, because there's so many hard leadership skills that companies want to teach their people. Sure. And I share, well, listen, if you do our evolve and lead, it's important to know how to be a leader in and of your own life first. Yes. And then we start incorporating those other skills because otherwise you got a bunch of managers and directors and not leaders. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a one-on-one mentoring. So we go in, we do speaking engagements and seminars there on site. And the important thing is everybody sitting in that room understands. They get it. And we're not talking about the company things. When I do my seven ways to love. Yeah, this is about not work-related stuff. And I tell the company, listen, after the kickoff, so they understand what this is, why this is, who I am, one, you get a guy. Because mm-hmm. when I go back somewhere, oh, well, when are you coming back? <laughs> That's what you want to hear. When your yeah. car breaks down, you don't take it to a different mechanic every time. You take it to your guy. No, you want somebody that, that made you feel good. You had a connection with right. them. You so can tell that it's not just that a jobby-job type of employer or employee. Or a speaking outside. engagement. Yeah. One speaking engagement is great. Mm-hmm. but it's not going to make the impact you think it should. No. So being able to come back multiple times, being able to be that company's or that university's guy, then doing one-on-one mentoring where it's not a threat. It's not, hey, what is this? Or you're going to get into my business by past. You get to evolve in your four Ps here at work. You yeah. get to be a better leader here at work and then take it home. You know, I, I love I love bringing you back on the show because, number one, he's just as crazy high energy as I am, and it's not really just the coffee, guys. I mean, sure, a little espresso, a little coffee goes a long way. That's why I say fuel up. Um, but it's great, though, because like, b- before we even started this video today, you know, Andre gave me a tour of this house. When did you build it? Like three years ago now? Yeah. Yeah, my first time here. We, he and I have connected Shout so many times. Shout out to my wife. Yes. You are awesome. Oh, my she God. She did all of this. <laughs> that girl can design. Yes, she can. I mean, Anyway, so but back on point is he himself has evolved. I am always evolving. I think that's always important to remind people about here is that this isn't just about the corporate world or the career is that a lot of people, I think, are afraid of that evolution component because maybe they feel like they'll never be perfect. And Mm. to be fair, Mm. I have had to learn that over the years that that word is just not good. It's just not <laughs> a positive word to be used. There is no such thing as perfection, right? Mm. We are supposed to be evolving. I mean, look look how far you've come oh in the few goodness. years I've known you. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, definitely. I I argue on the other side of that. Okay. Um, just to a point. Um, yeah, hit me on that. What do you years got? Years ago, I was reading. The, I, I fell into a lot of different philosophies. Yeah. Um, and I was studying the Toltec, the Native oh. American philosophy, religion. And it was talking about, and it hit me like a ton of bricks when, they, when, when, when I learned this and I read it. It was talking about perfection. Okay. And he says, one of the biggest things and misconceptions is that, you know, we go into schools. We're born and we don't think we're not perfect. We're mm-hmm. out having fun. We're enjoying. We're a part of this world. Yeah. We don't start we're to know. We're completely satisfied. We're completely satisfied. satisfied. In that moment. In that moment. I know, I know where you're going with this. I'm we loving it. We don't start to learn that we're Listen not perfect up. until we go to school. We sit in row seats. Now they do pods. Um, then, uh, then we get grades. Mm-hmm. We get stickers. We get failing grades. We get relationships, and we're told this and we're told that. Mm-hmm. We start judging us because we're judged, judged, judged. And what the Toltec said is when you look at nature, mm-hmm. you look at a star in the sky, you don't say that star is less perfect than that star. That tree is less perfect than that tree. You just say it's a tree, it's a star, and it's beautiful. You're in amazement. Yeah. Well, we're a part of that. Therefore, you are perfect. We may not behave perfectly, yeah. but we behave in a way that kind of um, is that symbiotic relationship. Where I lack, my wife is strong. Where I need, somebody else can give. Where I lack, somebody else can give. So it kind of keeps like working. Yes. So I do believe that we are perfect, but I don't believe we behave perfectly and there's always room for evolution. I That I agree with, yes. I, I feel that's a great flip on where we were trying to go with this is that, is that people need to stop 
per se striving for perfection, but rather accept the perfection that they have at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you are as perfect as you're supposed to be now. Yeah. That doesn't mean we're going to stop growing yeah. because I, I'm a huge advocate for personal and professional growth. Yeah, definitely. We need to keep striving to keep growing because or else life gets really boring. Because that, that was part of my <laughs> other part of this conversation. Yeah. It's like, what if we were ergo perfect? Well, then life is done, right? I mean, well, we it, can live in the moment and yep. enjoy the perfection, but also... What are you going to strive for? What are you going to achieve? Exactly. And there's another trap word out there. Okay. I just had a conversation with my son. He's 16. All right. And uh, the trap word is happy. Mm. And um, I like being as happy as the next person. There's a lot of depression going on right now, though. Uh, what, What my difficulty with happy is, is this. I was talking to my son, and I said, son, whatever dream you have, I would love to support. You just let me know what it is. How can I help you? I love you. You are also allowed to change your dream. And I don't judge it. He's an athlete. If you decide not to be, whatever. I don't wish for you to be happy. I wish for you to be joyful. Mm. Because happiness is external. It's conditional. You need things to happen in your favor in order to be happy. And how does it sound that you would get to walk around and be happy all the time? Number one, that's ridiculous. That'd be a little awkward. That's awkward. (laughs) You can't be happy all the time. It's not, it's not conceivable. Not to mention, there's value in other feelings. Wait, so are you trying to tell us that we're supposed, it's supposed to be okay to have a bad day? Yes. Like, there's value in your anger. Not always valuable to act how you want when you're angry. You know, you can, and you're entitled to feel how you feel. Yeah. There's value in, in learning how, from your feelings. But if you are also living out your feelings all the time, that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. So I don't want my son to be happy on chasing happiness, happiness, happiness. I want you to have those happy moments. Makes life worth living. Yeah. But I want you to be joyful. So when even things don't go your way, when you're in that struggle, when you got a claw for your version or definition of success, you could be joyful even when you don't have. Joyful when you're knocked down. Joyful in that breakup. Joyful in the job you don't want anymore but you go to every day. That I appreciate because this is powerful, guys. I mean, he's this is something that I've hit on numerous times and other great co-hosts have hit on this in different ways, right? But I think the lesson here to remind people about is that whether you're talking about entrepreneurship or your career or your promotion or relationship. a relationship, right? Yeah. Marriage, engagement. Believe me, <laughs> I am not the epitome of uh, relationship perfection uh, at all. So the point is, is that you are supposed to fail. You are supposed to make mistakes because these are those moments that you learn exponentially more. Yeah. You, 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 can, you can literally shoot leaps and bounds ahead of the next person if you're just willing to embrace that it's going to be either a bad hour, a bad day, uh, maybe a bad week, God forbid, right? But it's like, that's part of the process. Part of the process. But a lot of us have gotten afraid of that. And well, you cringe. Yeah. You don't want to deal with that. Or, or in my Seven Ways to Love book, I, I put in, we have to be bobblehead free. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. For the newer listeners, by the way, he is a multi-author too. He's he gets bored. So. <laughs> but, All know, at youevolvingnow.com. Please. <laughs> uh, you know, you get bobbled, so you get in that rut, you get in that misery, and then other people are in it. So that's what you talk about. And then all of the bobbleheads are telling you how right you are to feel that way. And everybody, you know, the misery loves company type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as you're going through the, the struggles, mm-hmm. um, keeping your eyes, choosing to keep your eyes wide open on everything you have to learn. When people uh, break up mm-hmm. or a job let go or whatever the situation is, you're cut from a team. If everything you're saying starts with them, you're not ready yet. No. You haven't evolved yet because I have to look at if my wife left me tomorrow. Yep. Don't do that, baby. <laughs> but if she left not me cool. tomorrow, <laughs> the first thing I need to understand is what part that I play in the demise of this relationship. I'm not saying it would be right, fair. I'm not saying I wouldn't be hurt. I'm not saying what I need to do at some point after licking my wounds and while I'm licking my wounds, yeah. I need to say, what part did I play? Because it all comes down when I do I had, my I had to do mentoring, that yeah. the you part is understanding the opposition. So if your opposition is your job, your kids, your uh, partner, whatever, how do you understand them? Mm-hmm. What do they need most from you right now? And if you're, what are you willing to do? If you're willing to do something about what they want and need, if it's reasonable, doable, and fair, yeah. 
What can you do that stretches you a little bit out of your comfort zone? Not all the way, because that's not healthy. No. But. And if you haven't done that, then the job you know, has consequences. The relationship is going to have those consequences. Oh, the relationship will definitely have consequences. I mean, I, I can't remember if you and I talked about this on the last time you were on the show, because this is something that I became transparent about, because I, I am scheduled to be married, you know, March 2019 <laughs> with my coming. fiance. Love you, baby. Don't. I know you hate when I talk about you on the show. Uh, <laughs> she only likes Jim Rohn's podcast. She doesn't listen to mine. Anyway, I, I think that doesn't like, matter. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you know. But she broke up with me. I had to win her back. Mm. But the only way I was even going to be even able to understand that, and I can thank my evolution of that, was I had already been spending so much time on my personal and professional development over the years. Something clicked. And I think it was her. She made enough of an impact on me to say, wait a minute. Was I, what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. what, I mean, and now granted, it's not always it one person's fault. It takes two to fault. do good. It takes, it takes two, two to do bad, go, right? you got to be but, uh, on just, yours But just like you're teaching us to now is I had to, I said, wait a minute. Let me let me dissect this. Let me look at this. Like I, I should know better by now. What wasn't I doing? And there was a lot of things that came through. And th those next three months of the breakup, I went a deep, deep dive into my own personal relationship development and digging deeper into my issues with love and uh, and the vulnerability and getting more approachable and realizing that I had been shut off for a while. Mm. And I had to dig that out. Mm -hmm. So, and if I hadn't have done that, there's no way in heck she would have ever like agreed to meet up with me three months later for a cup of tea, you know, just to chat right. and possibly and then, see and where it can go from and there. And saw the evolution. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I was fortunate enough and blessed enough to be at this company and we're doing the uh the one on one mentoring, my Rue way. Yeah, yeah. And uh we get to the you and that's the understanding the opposition that I was telling you about. And then there's homework. I always give homework. I say, listen, if you want to look like the rock, you can't go to the gym once a week and expect that to happen. So <laughs> gotta put in the reps one time a week or for five weeks. We can get somewhere, but not where you really, you know. Um, you gotta do homework. Mm hmm young lady did, her, did the homework. I saw her the next week. She said, I did the homework. And as I'm driving into work, my boyfriend called me in tears, crying, saying, thank you so much. I didn't know that you felt that way or, or meant that and all of these different things. Hmm. And although we talked about the professional side of things, we talked about all of the different things. She manifested she that into she her personal that. life. Yeah. And what the great part is, you got that call coming into work. So doesn't that mean that she was skipping into work mm. and skipping home. The oh, she had a happy. high performing the, day that day. Right? The kids are happy. These are all things that, and I, it's my job to say, hey, your company brought me here. Yes, mm -hmm. you sat with me and my dream leaders, and we do these things, but your company cared enough to do this because they don't have to. If I'm in that company, it's important that the employees know that I don't have to be. This no. could be another training on protocol. Yeah. That, was that, was that company's choice to say, let's take a risk. Right. Let's bring in Andre and his team. Let's right. see what they can do. Same woman. Went we to, want happy employees. Yeah, the same woman went to or joyful ratings, employees. Joyful employees <laughs> did the R. Wind up going to our direct supervisor. Had a conversation. Asked a question because you don't say, if as an athlete, why am I not starting, coach? Mm -hmm. Why don't I have that raise, boss? Why don't I get that promotion? The question is, I want to be great. Can you help me? Mm. What is it that I need to get better at and do? Yes. Then you got to be quiet to receive the answer. Mm -hmm. And if we can have enough self-control not to get defensive, not to disconnect, and not to run to the bobbleheads, but to marry what you want to do to what they need. Do you know what that direct supervisor said to her? I've been here almost eight years, and no one's come up and asked me that. Yeah. They probably greatly appreciated it. Are that. you kidding me? Yeah. So the impact, because you think these well, things that, that are... That simple act didn't just show that person's fortitude and mental confidence to step up, but it also showed respect to their leadership saying, listen, I know that you're my leader for a reason, mm -hmm. and I would hope that you're the person to help me grow and succeed. You and that showed respect up. to them. And you will learn a lot by their answer. Mm -hmm. I asked this to my wife. I, ask, I tell my kids, I coach my kids and athletes to ask their coaches. Now, the thing is this, and this is a great tip with this. Okay. Okay. When you ask that question, you're going to learn a lot by their answer. Most of them in a professional environment will have an answer right away. Okay. But in your intimate relationship and or professional, sometimes 
just because they're a supervisor or a manager doesn't mean they're a leader. So they may not know it right away. They might not feel comfortable saying it to you right away. They may not have the uh, the confidence to say it right away. They may not want to hurt your feelings based off of things. They might not even have to react at all. <laughs> exactly. So giving them permission, this is the biggest point. Give them permission, not an excuse not to answer you. Hey, if you don't know right now, that's okay. I said this to my wife. If you don't know how I can be a great husband to you right now, because they'll say, oh, you're doing everything or you're doing. No, I need an answer. Yeah. I want an answer. You don't have to answer now. Think about it. But I'm ready to receive it because I want to be great. I would agree with that. And that way, that lets them off the hook because not everybody's a quick thinker like that. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's ready to have that conversation. Maybe they have to go to the bathroom. They don't have time to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It could be a short-term thing. It's yeah. like, dude, you're catching me on the way to lunch break. Let me get back to you at the, in this afternoon. But you want yeah. an answer. Right. It's not acceptable for not, me not to have an answer. Well, it shows you're serious, too. Right. Like, and don't, their answer will tell you everything. You know, you're not you're not there to you know put up a, a half-assed question, like, and then you're going to get a half-assed answer. Like, no, I'm all in. Show that you're all in because mm -hmm. that's one thing that – people need to be reminded about is that whether you're an athlete or cause I spent years in the corporate space too, I was looking for top performers. When I, when I was a firefighter, my, my, my superintendent wasn't going to hire me. If I came up a guy with no firefighting background, he was just like, so listen, I just think you should hire me. You know, I'm a go getter and, and yeah, I'll do whatever you say. Mm -hmm. No, trust right. me. <laughs> that's not what makes a hot shot. I mean, I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I'm catching, I'm catching up to Andre because I, I finished writing the books. Now I'm editing it now, man. It's, it's been, it's been a long time coming. That is awesome. But I'm this is going to be going into that book. But that's my point though, is that it's, it's great though that now you and I can sit down and talk about these things, whether it be from our past corporate or business lives, or uh, it could be from the sales world. It could be from the firefighting world. It can be from the, the, the husband, the father world. I'm not a father, but it's, these are all those things we'd be reminded about back to your point on, on looking like the rock, for example, like you got to put in the reps, yeah. but part of the reps is the confidence. And maybe you don't have all the confidence now, but if you start putting in the reps, you'll get more confident. Yeah, confidence. It all starts with consistency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm doing a speaking engagement. Um, well, with our evolving now university and the next month coming up, it's called how to change. And we break down the C to H to A. So the C Really, that hey, we're live. Yeah, the that's C, what happens <laughs> when C you're live. Really, yeah, the C comes down to consistency. You're gonna get good at what you do all the time. Mm -hmm. You rob banks every day. You're gonna be a better bank robber. Don't rob banks, though. If you're gonna, yes, please if, don't do that. But that's a good example. If, though. You know, if you're gonna whatever you do every day, you're gonna do better at. So, how do you make whatever you want to change into or evolve into your daily schedule? And people get so busy being busy, they forget to be better. Mm -hmm. And right now, depending on when you're watching this, is New Year's resolution. Most people are eager to do what they said they were going to do, mm -hmm. but it's not what you've done. So just because you want to do something doesn't mean it's going to stick. It's what you do daily. Oh, this applies to fitness, right. diet, Everything. romance again, I mean, or career, right? It's like you're trying to tell your boss you're ready to kick butt and take names. Well, Grant, that's what you said right now today. What are you going to do this afternoon? What are you going to do tomorrow? What are you going to do the next week? What are you going to do the uh, month? Like mm -hmm. these changes don't happen overnight. And some of them can be small. You got to know yourself. Mm -hmm. If you're going to make a change, great. You're going to evolve, great. But do it within the parameters that are realistic to you. I tell people from a fitness perspective, and I don't train fitness, but if you don't like going to the gym, uh, but you think that your New Year's resolution is to do that consistently, yeah. you know, but you like to shop. Well, go to the mall, put a, a stepper uh, counter thing on and there you go. walk the mall and then able to be able to reward yourself. There's many ways to define fitness. There's right. many ways. And right. you got to make it fit your lifestyle choices. Exactly. That's why I like where you're going with that because what may work for Andre doesn't always work for me. I tell people this all the time. Like, dude, you got it's okay to experiment. Again, back to putting in the reps. Right. Maybe it's not running. Maybe it's cycling. Maybe it's not cycling. Maybe it's swimming. Yep, and right? you've got to do your answer. I just made my kids do a homework assignment. They were so unhappy last night. But uh -oh. I said, this is just an expectation, you know? Okay. Um, so the start of every year, and this is a tradition we started this year, but I do it too. You got your 2019. I told you most people are singularly focused. So you had your New mm -hmm. Year's resolution, if you have one, and it's usually very singularly focused on one thing. But you're so much more than that. Mm -hmm. So my tip that I'm giving... I don't do them anymore. Here, so some people don't. Yeah. If you because I have so many goals. goals. Right. <laughs> Put down these four roles, if you're these roles, as a person, a partner, parent, professional, and whatever, whatever other role that's important to you. Sure. 
What will you continue, stop, and start mm. in each of these roles? Continuing, it suggests that you're already doing something good. You're, One would hope. You're doing something good. Yes. And we're all doing something good in some way. So what are you going to continue? Let's pat yourself on the back for that. What do you want to start that you're not doing that you would like to do more, know it would make a difference? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what would you stop? And I really had to sit down and think about that as a person. What are my answers to that? Mm. As, a, as a husband, what are my answers to that? As, as, a, as a father, what are my answers to that? Mm. And that way, now I have a goal that really encapsulates who I am, not just that singular goal. Because so you, you had your kids a, go through this. Yeah, I had my kids do it. And uh, is this your first year having them do that? First year, and uh, I walked that's, that's in. A, that's, a, that's a mind breaker right there. My 11-year-old, I simplified, and I just put the goals. <laughs> I didn't do the stop, start, continue, okay. but I just put that. And I was amazed by his answer. I want him to do it by himself. Hmm. As, you know, he had his homework. This is a part of your homework. And I, I saw it at the end of the night, and I was like, wow. Now, whether he chooses to do something about that or not, but who else going to ask him that question? Right. One of the things that he put as a younger brother is that he wanted to be nicer and build up his older brother. Wow. They that's, both play sports. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I didn't not tell expe- him that. That's pretty good, man. <laughs> you know, they both play sports. Wow. My one son, uh, my older son is in JV. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's, uh, you know, he's coming off the bench. He's working his way to the starting role, looking at being, you know, he's more in football. He's putting in the reps. Putting in the reps. My youngest son is a starter. And he's 11. Sometimes it's easier to start when you're younger because the competition hasn't caught up to you. True. You know? uh, so he said, you know, I really want to build up and I read that I want to build up my brother and I'm thinking how great is that going to be from a 16 year old hearing that's pretty positive cool. words of encouragement from his younger brother people think is is from the top down sometimes the bottom when when I was an employee I learned the power of going to my employer because because mm-hmm. at one point I was having two full-time jobs I had you evolving now and I had to be an employee I had a bill yeah. to pay I knew the value of being a Boston then sure and I had 12 staff, but then I'm going in to work as an employee. Yeah. And middle management and top management rarely gets pat on the back. No. They have numbers to make. You're in the trenches, man. You're, you're, yeah, I, I was, I was middle make. management, I know. And you're on all the time. Mm-hmm. Once you make a certain salary, you kind of sell your soul for that. Yeah. So as an employee, I made sure that I went to my boss every now and then. And you've got to mean it. can't be manipulative. Hey, thank you for what you're doing around here. This is a hard job. Uh, to do and you guys are really doing awesome that's good they deserve that gift you know they deserve that well especially if you're going to expect to receive it yourself one day exactly i mean it's okay i'm not saying become selfish on that point but it's like you know sometimes you got to give to receive it's a classic statement right people need to be reminded about this yeah uh there's too much i guess confrontation these days and people need to be reminded about hey uh, like the power of gratitude just showing gratitude for great leadership or great guidance in your life. Uh, and then you'll be surprised. You give that enough out there, that energy you're building up tomorrow, the next day, maybe not six months from now. It'll come back. It will come back. And a lot of times people are looking for a light. Mm-hmm. Okay, They're going to the same job every day or they have the same relationship every day, whatever it is. The ready will start attracting to you. The mm-hmm. people who are ready at that job or in the world or in your social circle will start attracting to you. The not ready. It's okay that they're not ready right now. Oh, they're not gonna be confused. Is. They're gonna be confused. They're gonna they, they're gonna withdraw. They're not gonna understand it. Yeah, you're too positive. I actually had somebody tell me you're too positive, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I had a boss tell me I'm too positive. I, I thank time. you for your feedback. You know. Yeah. But when the not ready want to be ready, when the not ready has had enough, they know where to go. Mm-hmm. My job, being a founder of You Evolving Now, being a person, being a man, is to still exist. When the not ready become ready. That's it. So they know where to go. You have the resources there. Companies, the companies that aren't ready yet, right? You've already influenced other positive, other companies in a positive way. Right. You get their testimonials. This is the power. Quick marketing lesson. This is why you get testimonials because now you've documented right. the good work you've done. So when a organization or a company is finally who I like to call it graduate up yeah. or level up, it's like wait a minute. Oh, yeah, well, he's already worked with that company. What do they got to say about it? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's finally time we break out of what we what's not working, right. and let's try something different. Right. And when that's so interesting that you said ready, because not everybody in your life, not every company, not every person is ready for um, for you. For, yeah. 
not being able to take that personal. When you're a young entrepreneur, you take that type of rejection. Oh, personal. I used to take it personally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and, and, and you had to be you had to be reminded by powerful influencers from the past, like Jim Rohn, right? Mm -hmm. Like. I, I think it's verbatim, maybe not, but it's like you're the product of the five people you spend the most time with, right? So the the bobbleheads, as you were call, calling them earlier, like sometimes you got to, you don't have to defriend them. Right. But it's just right. I need to distance myself from those negative circles of influence because these positive circles of influence are going to help create amazing change in my life. Right. And then now I'll become a product of that. And then maybe one day they are ready. And then all of a sudden those people come to you because right. you're the new magnet. Right. Because you don't have to cut people all the no, time. You just no. add. Add the right people. A lot of people, people do that. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to cut because now Social what? media lesson. You don't have to unfriend them because then they get notified and they feel weird. Like, why did you unfriend? Just unfollow. Just unfollow them. I do it all the time. <laughs> That's a good tip. Social though. media tip. That's a great tip. No right need there. to unfriend. Just I unfollow. You, I tell you guys what, because I know that Scott's been interviewing me and you guys are awesome. But if you got, I mean, obviously, you know, if you've been watching, but if this is your first time, Scott Mulvaney here is an awesome, awesome guy. Please connect with him, uh, whether you are a this business, a person, <laughs> you know, anybody. I've, I learn so much every time I sit with you. I'm always, uh, you know, I love sitting with people that I walk away feeling motivated and inspired afterwards. And I think I, that's one of the secrets to, to life, I think. Again, you and I joke around about it, but we're serious. Like, we've each come along this path at, during a different time. But we're both obsessive, I would like to say, mm -hmm. about the positive reinforcement, the positive growth, whether it be professionally or personally. I spent years in my 20s focusing on the professional and not focusing on the personal. Then tried the personal, didn't do so well, then went back to the professional, then escaped it all for the fire, then came back again, and then tried to figure out the personal and professional at the same time. Again, we've it's, <laughs> Sounds it's been on there right? for a while, right? So like now the professional is going great and in the personal is going great. Not, but I'm 41 now. So and it feels awesome, doesn't it? Feel right? so much calm. Yeah, it's like people are like, like we're not oh, less you're, busy, but you're, you're, you're in your just 40s way more calm. now though. Your guitars are behind you and I'm like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, it's the best. I love I, it. First time in my life I'm actually looking forward to getting married. Like if you were talking to me 10 years ago, no, I am anti-marriage. I will never get married, right? Yeah, like that, that balances everything. Yeah. It, it, it makes you feel, makes me feel calm. Yeah. I don't work less. Um, I've, I've put in parameters on when I stop work though. Cause I well, do have learned balance. Kids. I've learned balance. Yeah. I just feel so much more calm and confident. And it's just, um, you don't give up on your dream. I tell people all the time, uh, have a dream in all of the roles that you play. Mm. Marry the dream, not the path. Because if you are married to the path that you think will get you there or you think des you deserve... The path is always going to change, people. <laughs> the path is going to change. The path always you changes. Yes. So marry your dream, not the path. And I and I married my path. And uh, one of the most important things I did was marry myself. Mm -hmm. And I talk about that in my Seven Ways to Love Part 2 is that we, you know, we stand on the altar and we make all of these vows and we make these commitments and we sign all these contracts, but we very rarely make vows to ourselves. No, I think a lot of times people start manifesting things for other people and then they forget that at the end of the day, this is just like in business, right? Like at the end of the day, you are your own best employee. So if you're not taking care of yourself and respecting mm -hmm. yourself, how mm -hmm. do you expect others to take care of you or grow with you in your organization or in your family? Like, how do you expect other people to be attracted to you if you're not attracted to yourself? Exactly. That sounds a little self-indulgent, but you got to really think about that. Yeah, you do. You have to love yourself. You do. How do you 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 can't fill your void with somebody else's love? I mean, I get I am not a relationship guru. He's got more background than me, but I've come out multiple times and said this that if and when I would become serious with a, a significant other, that must be the and I don't eat cake, but it must be the icing on the cake. All <laughs> right. right. It's gotta be right. It's gotta be the bonus round right. for me. Because if you have to fill somebody's void uh, all the time, that becomes a second and third time third full time job for your partner. Yeah. And at some point they tap out. Yeah. They don't have any more to give. Yeah. And what happens to you if they get hit by a bus tomorrow? What happens to you if they leave? I mean, as some, you're nothing. Yeah, that's not right. That's not fair to no. you, um, or to them. So, building up yourself and and making vows to yourself and doing seven ways to love for you and becoming a leader in and of your own life. And I tell people all the time, because <laughs> here's that happy thing again. There we go. Happy so versus listen, joyful. It's not your partner's job to make you happy. It's their job to love you. Now, not just a feeling of love, but doing love. Love is a verb. Mm -hmm. And with those seven things that I came up with, if you do them, 
they hopefully feel full enough, but they happiness is their responsibility as well. Now, I love doing things for my wife. I love doing things for my kids that make them happy at times. But if it's my job to make them happy all the time, mm-hmm. that's unrealistic. I love where you're going with this because you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. There's a very old book that a lot of churches recommend for new romances or new marriages and stuff like that. You ever hear of the five love languages? I love that book. It, I, follow, I, I call it the Bible I of finally, love. Okay, well, there, okay, we're, we're bringing the show towards a close, but I want to close on this because it's going to be awesome. Gary Chapman, by the way. There you go, the Gary way. Chapman. So I, I finally, I had multiple people on my show mention it to me, relationship gurus, everything else. I said, you know what? I'm an Audible book guy. Let me try and find this thing. And sure enough, it's on Audible. I crush it. And then I make a post on Instagram about it because mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I got to try and really convince my, my fiance to listen to this yeah. or, or, or cause we, we share the same audible library. It's my account. So everything I buy, she buys whatever. So anyway, I post it and then I have people private message me saying, this book's amazing. Great job. And then I had close friends of mine said that I never expected to have actually followed that book said, Oh, we, yeah, we totally did that. And sure enough, he's, she's like, she's like, Oh yeah, my, my now husband, a good friend of mine. She's like, Oh yeah, he didn't want to do it. But then when I had him do the test, that made him want to go back and actually read the book to understand it yep. more. I read the abridged version. It was 76 pages. I read it in an hour. Yeah. And it was the best hour of my life. Like, I wish I had written it. Gary, great job. Do you remember Do you remember your uh, your love language? I, you know what? I, I do. Mine was, at the time, as I'll share this mm-hmm. with you, it was uh, quality time and physical touch. Um, Dude. My, and is that yours, That's too? mine. <laughs> my wife said that's at my the time, secondaries my priority is words of affirmation mine was qu- is quality time hmm. my wife's was words of affirmation interesting and physical touch now over the years my wife and i've been together 10 years i sat at the dinner table with my kids we went around i explained it to what 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 each of those was or five was they told me my sons were quality time uh, my daughters was words of affirmation tell me you love mm-hmm. me and leave me alone there you go you know but over time, I had to ask again mm. because my sons became gifts. That's my least favorite. But if that's your favorite, then yeah. within my yeah, I could care less about a gift. I'll, I'll go buy my I own thing. That. I'm good. Um, I could not improve on the five love languages. I thought it was one of the best books ever written. I will say the voiceover artist sounded like he was from down south and an old churchy guy. So it took a little bit for my fiance to. She's still trying to digest <laughs> I never the heard book. The audible, yeah. Oh, it's it's it's. I mean, it's it sounds very. He makes it sound very old school. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to see if they have a newer version of it because I'll just buy that for her because she's like, oh my god, yeah. this. She 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 said it sounds a little. I don't know, not inappropriate, but old school, old thought. Okay. Um, she's not, because like, she's not reading between the lines Like when she hears about, well, maybe your significant other wants acts of service and like something as simple as making him dinner. And she, she took that the wrong way. And I'm like, baby, right. you are a successful entrepreneur. I don't need you to make me dinner. I, I'm words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And then my secondary was a tie between uh, physical touch and, and, um, and just qu- and quality time. Right. My fiance, her number one, was uh, the uh, acts of service. So she doesn't need me to be right. all over or anything else. Right. If I do stuff for her, and, and that's I tell it. you what, one of the things to be mindful of in long term live in relationships mm-hmm. that acts of service can be very, very dangerous. Not that you do them, but it's because it's the easiest one to be taken for granted. That's where it's the easiest one to take for granted. So I'm being honest about this. He's nailing it because that's when I brought that up to her. I was like, baby, when I do all these things for you, I'm not saying you need to like worship the fact that I've done it. I need you to recognize it yeah, because they fall under household right. chores and divisions exactly. of labor. And I was like, all you got to do is recognize that I did it. That's mm-hmm. that words of affirmation or appreciation. Mm-hmm. I actually like the word appreciation on this one. And I, that's why I'm excited for this book because it's so old school, but I think the only thing that's been slightly holding our, our, our maximum growth back was that communication yeah. barrier. And knowing, this totally ties what, over to professional space right, too. And knowing what somebody else's need. Yeah. Your boss has a need too. Yeah. Do you care enough to know what it is? And is it in your parameters mm-hmm. to, to fill it? What can you do about oh, that? Oh, we, we had coaches, fellow coaches of mine, you were saying this earlier, we're taking this full circle for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not, not, not every manager can be a coach. Just like you said, not every manager can be a leader. And the greatest leaders and coaches listen, mm-hmm. they are attentive, mm-hmm. and most importantly, you don't treat everybody the same. Mm-hmm. Just because 
you want to see everybody chase an amazing career within the organization. Not everybody wants an amazing no. career in your There's organization. some people who just want to come in and, <laughs> and answer a phone every day. And go home. I'm it's done. Like, dude, like, I just want to come in and put in my shift, answer that phone, and go home. Can I tell you, when I was, when I was about to walk away from being an employee and do the self-employed and you know, start the business, um, I, I was very honest. You got me from 8 to 5. Yeah. At 501, I am out of here. There you go. Please do not call or text. Like, I didn't want all of that. I turned down promotions because I knew that I was going to do my you dream. Knew, yeah, you, but you, I was going to be the you picked best path. that yeah. I was going to be from 8 to 5. There you but go. that's when you got me. I couldn't improve on the five love languages. The seven ways to love shows how to do it every day. There you go. You know, the five love languages are awesome, awesome concept, life-changing. I would agree. But it it doesn't. How to do it every I day. would agree. If I went back, I, I've, I've already done the book twice already in the right. past month. And I would agree that's because it, it's the old edition. I'm sure they probably came out with a follow up. But yes, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. You know, seven ways of love. But I still recommend you go check out the five love languages because yes, it's, it's a it's a powerful that's what platform you read first. Yes, and then I say you pair five the five love languages and then with seven ways to love because it's going to finish it. Boom. It finishes it. There we go. And there's 32 chapters in there, but it's no fluff. I yeah. get right to it. And it really, really, I, I, I just love it. It you know, talks about, do you have a... Are you building some of the book stuff into the app? That's right. He's got an app now. Yes. So. Uh, Y-E-N Push. Please download it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's on Apple and everything because I just downloaded it yesterday yep. to play with it. Three I, times a week. You got the videos up in there and everything yep. now. So Three times a week. So you're going to get a question on a Monday. The reason it's a question, it's supposed to be a quote and question. It just won't hold it all. But right. The question ends with, do you know your partner's answer? Do you know your kid's answer? Mm. And you could put other blanks in there, but it's not enough just for you to know your answer. You'll start evolving. You'll grow knowing yours. You'll evolve when you know theirs. Okay. And it's a great conversation piece, and it gets you out of the rut. You in a relationship long enough, mm. you run out of stuff to say. It's true. So now you don't have to. Uh, and it keeps you staying curious. I, I say curiosity didn't kill the cat. It saved the relationship. Ah. Be curious about all of your relationships. Okay. You know, be curious about your employees, your employer. Be curious about your coworker. Being curious about your kids. Same conversations ain't going to get you nowhere. I like that. Uh, on Wednesdays, we do a rotation. So you'll get my thought of the week. I ask a question from my Evolve book. I answer it. Then we have a life tip. Uh, so it rotates. Uh, we have in three a show like this. There we go. Uh, and on Saturdays, you're going to get a quote, and then the following Saturday, you'll get a blog, and then we'll keep rotating. That blog is important because some people still like to read. Yes. You're you're adapting to your audience. Yeah. Some, and I love to write. I'm not some people want to watch on, on YouTube or on a video like your app does have. Some people want to read. Some people just want to hear it, right. podcasting. Saturday right? morning, you wake up with a cup of coffee, and old school, you could go the Go to youevolvingnow.com. The notification will notify you. Mm -hmm. you got to allow the notifications to get the, the notifications. Sure. Um, but you can always go to the app, and all of the videos are right there and things like that. But Saturday morning, read a blog. People love quotes, so they're all my quotes. I just love Well, the hint here, ladies do. and gentlemen, he's giving you is, is you're putting in the reps. You're putting in the reps. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it, maybe it's something as simple as once a week on a Sunday, you do that. Yep. There you go. It's there. And I said, I just wanted to be where people are. That was a big evolution to my business, as I'm sure it was to yours mm -hmm. uh, and everybody else's. Um, I needed to be where people were. And I had to figure out where are they? They're on their phones and they're at work. So how do I get there? Because I have a great package. I have a great idea. But if I'm expecting the the few willing to come to me it's a great idea but a poor business plan <laughs> it was a poor business plan so yeah. i get to be in your pocket i get to be at your job and i get to be at your university there we go awesome awesome well listen ladies and gentlemen we're going to bring this show to a close because well i'm sure you guys all have lives too it's 2019 yes, it and uh i mean trust me you're going to hear him again this year he's he's always welcome back but Andre, you you know the, the the game plan here. I always have you guys close out the show with some final words, and you've already dropped a lot of powerful nuggets and knowledge uh, on this show already to help fire off 2019. Uh, but is there like a final short kind of awesome that you're taking into this year? I know you got your own little 10-10 thing going on, but yeah. I mean, how um, would you like to close the show out? Well, I guess I'll, I'll close with that. That's great what you said. I do. Uh, Scott and I were talking um, before we you know went on air. And, you know, my goals, we were talking about goals. Mm -hmm. And my goal is 10, 10, 4. 
Um, so I said 10 companies doing our quarterlies, 10 company doing, uh, you know, our retreats and 10, uh, four companies doing our bigger packages. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into 2019, it's important. What is your, what is your vision? What's your plan? Cause if you have a vision without your plan, without your goal, then, you know, it, it's nothing. It's a wish. So for, for me, it's what is the end game? And then what's the first step that you need to take to get there? Mm-hmm. And then doing the reps, you'll get there. And marry the dream, not the path. The path is going to squiggle. You keep your eyes wide open going through the detours and everything and everything that you've learned. Everything was great and good and bad. You'll get to where you need to be, not to where you thought you wanted to be or more dangerously where you thought you deserved to be. I love that, man. But listen, actually, I'm going to close out on his final words here. That path is going to change people. I mean, it's so important you have multiple game plans to support that dream because it just immediately popped in my head. Every time we used to walk into a fire, we always had two routes planned. You always had two escape routes and two safety zones in case crap hit the fan, (laughs) right? Because it's going to. It's going to. It's going to. Like, you went down that path. Oh, this is not a good path. We got to back up and go another way. Mm. But that's the point is Mm. if you're ready to adapt and you're ready to change, you're ready to roll with it, Mm. those are the most successful people out there, man. Those are the ones. And I'll just piggyback on that because a lot of times – from what we're talking about, we're talking about people getting to a certain place, evolving, right? There it is. Um, but I want to talk to you guys who have who are there right now, mm-hmm. because people say, "Well, what do I need you for?" Or well, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm here. Um, oh, this is for them. No, there's a thing that I talk about: success. Dot dot dot. Now what? Mm. And the first step of when you have got to where you thought you wanted to be, and it was great, and you're like, hmm, you're sitting on top of the mountain. Now what? The first thing we do is take care of who and what is taking care of you. There you go. It's important to be able to take care of who you're serving, whether it's a business, a customer, taking care of your wife or your husband that helped you, taking care of the kids who sacrificed not having you around while you achieved that dream. Agreed. Taking care of your car so you can get the, you know, <laughs> take care of who and what is taking care of you Fortify and then having that. that plan to move forward and evolve. But you got to do that part first. I love that, man, because you're fortifying that success. Yes. You're strengthening yes. that position. So ladies and gentlemen, I told you guys we're going to have a great episode, all right? This is 2019. Every new year we come upon, it kicks it up a notch. That's what life's all about. Keep enjoying it. Keep living the fuel, people. We'll talk to you guys again soon. All right. Take care. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com. 